Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is a podcast designed to help you lead your life enthusiastically today, tomorrow, and every other day. I am your host, Ron Kaiser, positive health psychologist and coach, also keynote and TEDx speaker and author of Rejuvenating, the art and science of growing older with enthusiasm. As listeners to the podcast know, my goal is always to bring you people who lead their own lives with enthusiasm and who have different ways of helping us to become the best versions of ourselves. And uh, I don't know if I've had any guest who's either as well-known or who's as unique as today's guest. Uh, so it's a real pleasure to welcome Brian Johnson. Now, Brian is an accomplished entrepreneur and philosopher. You don't often hear that combination, but uh, uh, that's that's Brian's gig. Uh, he is the founder and CEO of Heroic, uh, a leading uh, social platform. His Heroic membership and coaching program have impacted tens of thousands um, globally and are research-based to be transformative. As a digital influencer, Brian's YouTube channel has 225 plus subscribers, 20 million views, and his podcast has 16 million downloads. So you can imagine it makes me jealous, but uh, he's a good guy, so I, I try to contain the jealousy. Now he's got a book coming out called are you Tay? I'm, I know I'm mispronouncing it, but hopefully he'll uh, straighten it out. Uh, the subtitle, though, is Activate Your Heroic Potential. It launches on November 14th and has already generated, as of this recording, more than 10,000 pre-orders, um, which for many people would be uh, something you'd really want for a lifetime of uh, book sales. Um, the uh, it, it, in the book and throughout all his work, Brian integrates ancient wisdom, modern science, and practical tools into a protocol that leading well-being labs have scientifically shown actually changes people's lives. His insights provide actionable steps, and I think that's a real key. Is it's not just philosophizing. He's providing actionable steps for individuals not just to survive, but to thrive in today's fast-paced world. His approach is both holistically and scientifically grounded. And if I tell you much more about him, we're going to run out of time. There is so much that Brian has to offer. It's a thrill having you with us, Brian. I look forward to our conversation. Ron, I am so happy to be here. And I was telling you before, just reading more about you, learning more about you and your commitment to enthusiasm. I was fired up before I even got here. So really excited to connect and I'm grateful for your gracious introduction um, and look forward to our chat. Great. Well, there's probably no guest we've had that embodies enthusiasm more than you. And it certainly comes through in your writing and your heroic platform and so on. Um, let me start out, by, though, by asking a little bit about you. I didn't see any uh, uh, 
real indication and looking at, at you as to how you got to be a philosopher, how you got to be an entrepreneur, what kind of path you took, where uh, I know how many, well, I don't know how many books you've read, but I know how widely read you are. Um, a little curious, uh, before we get into some of the other things, how did you get to be today's version of Brian Johnson? Ah, I appreciate the question. And that's a uh, question I can answer in a number of ways. And it could be a very long conversation. But the short story is um, raised in a blue collar family, Catholic upbringing, went to Catholic school for 12 years. My father struggled with alcohol. His father struggled with alcohol and ended his own life. Um, and I like to say in some ways, perhaps I lost the genetic and environmental lottery on that one. I struggled um, in my own life. Um, first generation college student went to UCLA and I was, I've always been passionate about understanding what makes exceptional people exceptional. Those people that go out and make a significant difference in the world. I've just always wanted to understand what made them tick. And I, I've kind of redefined what that means as I've evolved. Um, but that's always been a, a kind of a latent passion of mine. I spent half of the last 25 years as a founder CEO. I built and sold to social platforms before Facebook was a thing. And when I wasn't doing that, I was reading and writing and thinking and teaching. And, you know, at the risk of being that guy, a philosopher in the etymological sense of the word, a lover of wisdom. I've just been passionate about understanding how to live a good life and helping others do the same. Um, so that's that's kind of been my thing is, is half, uh, you know, founder and CEO and half philosopher, but all in on helping people show up. Um, as their best, most heroic versions of themselves. Great, great. That's that's what we want to hear about, is how we can be the best versions of ourselves. So I know much of your thinking, uh, even before we get to the book, is really incorporated into the heroic platform, which I'm sure is not totally new to some of our listeners. Um, and I've been involved for a while. Uh, but can you explain what it is i mean it's such a an amorphous all-encompassing kind of thing and yep. so beneficial to so many people yeah i mean there's a lot of different ways to describe it but heroic is a public benefit corporation um and at the highest level we are a social training platform that helps people move from theory to practice to mastery now what does that mean well the social side of it if um have you seen the social dilemma the Netflix documentary? I haven't, personally. Oh, you haven't? Okay, cool. With, with kids and grandkids, um, if you have kids and or grandkids, highly recommend it. And frankly, you know, I, I hesitate to say something's a must-watch. This is as close as it gets. So if you look at the increase in self-harm and suicide in our next generation, particularly, particularly young women and girls, a lot of it can be traced to the rise of social platforms. And a lot of that can be connected to the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the TikToks, et cetera, of the world. Um, and a lot of that is grounded in what the documentary talks about, the social dilemma, attention economics. So when businesses like those are built on mining your attention, hacking your brainstem to get you addicted to that content, and then they share the most polarizing content, it can really disrupt your psychological st stability, to put it mildly. So I, I built, you know, social platforms before Facebook. Um, my last one, 
uh, was acquired by a publicly traded company and it wound up dying a sad death like many startups do. This is like 17 years ago. So I've, I waited 15 years for someone to create an alternative to Facebook. And it was on election night, 2020, middle of the night, politics aside. I'm like, all right, well, I guess somebody, that's somebody that needs to create that alternative to Facebook. Um, I'll raise my hand. I'll be that guy. That's heroic at its essence is creating a social platform that leverages the best of social and persuasive technology for the absolute best in individuals, helping them show up as their best selves in support of one another and with other people committed to these ideas um, outside of the toxicity of most of those social platforms, which is a longer chat. But in addition to that, we help people move from theory to practice to mastery. So as you mentioned, um, we've done a lot of scientific research on the heroic app. And we've architected a protocol that helps people change their lives in a scientifically measurable way. We've done research with Sonia Lubomirsky um, and some other teams I can't mention publicly, but Sonia studied our coach certification program that, as you know, 10,000 people have gone through from 100 countries. Um, and she also helped with a corporate study we just did, literally just got the data two weeks ago. We can move a group of people who had never heard of our work from the 53rd percentile on the Diener scale of flourishing, the accepted scale of well-being, um, they started in the 53rd percentile, which is what you'd expect from a normal group of people, very normal, um, quote, average, et cetera. We moved that group from the 53rd percentile to the 70th in a randomized controlled study in which we had a weightless condition, we had a couple other conditions, and we improved every single measure that we studied. Um, well-being, energy, connection, productivity, purpose, et cetera. So, but the basic idea is we integrate ancient wisdom, modern science, and very practical tools to help people increase their well-being and flourishing in community with other people with whom they, um, you know, can uh, start doing the things that you know you want to do. Just to put it in practical terms, if you say that you want to eat a certain way, well, are you? You say you want to meditate, well, are you? You say you want to move your body, well, are you? We help you install those behavioral changes that increase your, and as I was preparing for our chat and learning more about you and, and your work, enthusiasm to me is a synonym for zest in some ways, not in all ways. And as you know, zest is the number one virtue most highly correlated with your flourishing, your energy, your enthusiasm for life. So how do we build that? Well, there are systematic things we can do to move from theory to practice on that and experience more vitality, which is highly correlated with a zest and an enthusiasm for life. And that's what the app does, is help you, again, move from theory to practice on those things and truly, fundamentally and permanently change your life so you can show up as your best self for your family, your community, and the world. Great, well, it's such wonderful work that you're doing. I, the, the psychologist in me, uh, had to has to ask this next question, which is, uh, I mean, it's very impressive to move from the 53rd percentile to the seven, 75th, was it? Or? 70th, yeah. Um, over what period of time is that? 30 days using the app, and they got one hour of coaching a week for four weeks. Um, that, uh, I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> you know, there's almost nothing that does that. And, uh, now I know you uh, you have several levels of things of people who can uh, you know read the the philosopher's notes uh, that you have and so on and some that uh, where there's some real physical 
like Navy SEAL type trainings that you do. Can uh, can you just tell us a little bit about you know what what do you have, what are you signing up for if somebody joins? The- <laughs> yeah, well, if you get the app, you know, and Heroic Us is where you can learn more about the app, or just search Heroic Training um, Platform in iOS or Android. But you get you get a lot of theory. So as you know, and as you mentioned, there's philosophers' notes. So my thing that I'm kind of um, uh, recognized for is I've read a lot of books in ancient wisdom and modern science and self-development, and I've distilled those books, 650 of them now, the absolute best, um, into very quick summaries, 20-minute summaries, kind of like mini Cliff's notes, in which I pull out the big ideas, those sections you asterisk and underline and mark all up, that can truly change your life. I pull them out into a 20-minute summary you can read in the app or you can listen to while on the go in the app. And that that's easy. That doesn't require any sweating, you know, other than the workout you might be doing. And people love that. Like it's a, We call it more wisdom and less time. I help you get through books and introduce you to books you might not, might not otherwise know about or get through. And then we have 101 classes where I, I distill those ideas into things like Learning 101 or Purpose 101 or Nutrition 101, 50 of those. Um, but then we have the the coach certification program. I think that's what you're referring to, where if you go through our coach program, and again, over 10,000 people have gone through it from around the world, half of whom are coaches or therapists or other people that actively do this. And the other half are parents or grandparents or CEOs or whoever who just want to get better. Um, we're, I think, the only coach certification program that requires you to actually do the things you talk about. So if you want to get certified by us, you got to meditate for 11 minutes a day. The science is unequivocal. You know, it's it, you need to train your mind the same way you train your body. You need to get a certain number of steps per day. You need to commit to getting a good night of sleep. Very basic, mundane things. But we hold you accountable to doing those things. And then one of the fun things we do as a group is a is a Spartan race, which is an obstacle course race um, or the equivalent um, but I think we had an 83-year-old and a 15-year-old do it in the same cohort. We had 500 people go through, and another time we had like 600 people. The largest teams, two of the three largest teams to ever do it. But we do it together. And the idea is you're capable of more than you think. And I don't care how young you are or how old you are, you're capable of more than you think in your mind, in your body, in your spirit. Um, so we have fun with that, you know, and everyone does it in their own idiosyncratic ways. But we're also... Our work has been adopted by some of the leading uh, trainers in the Navy SEALs. We've rolled out at West Point. Um, we've worked with some very, you know, top executives, athletes, Olympic coaches, that sort of thing. Um, but we've also worked with people who are having a really tough time deciding whether they want to get up and go through another day, you know. And those are the stories that move me the most, the ones who... Um, literally had plans to end their own lives, who found our work and for whatever reason felt inspired to carry on and, and built the structure um, to, to rebuild their strength psychologically and otherwise. Um, but we've been blessed to serve a really broad spectrum of people, no sweating or uh, Navy SEAL training required. Uh, but we, we have fun meeting you where you're at and challenging you to do whatever it is you know you could be doing that you may not currently be doing um, as well as you could. That's amazing. Um, the only thing, did I hear you correctly that this all didn't exist before 2020? You know, it existed in different forms. So I had been doing, you know, the optimized stuff and philosopher's notes and and 
with Heroic, we basically brought it all together. So um, Heroic acquired my prior business and, and, you know, the philosopher's notes and stuff like that. Um, but now it's one platform, Heroic, um, which has its own expression, um, which includes all the things we just discussed. Um, again, it's amazing. But uh, I know the exciting thing in your life right now is the book that's uh, about to come out. And um, I got to tell you, um, I, I, I'm a pretty good reader. I like to read. But when I see a book that's longer than three or four or 500 pages, um, I, I get a little discouraged. Except <laughs> it's different because every chapter is short so that there's always something that's, uh, you know, you, you, the end is in sight and you can process it. But having said that, we haven't talked about the book at all. So we're going to start with you pronouncing the, the the title as it should be pronounced, telling us what it means, and then tell us about the book and what that does for people or why they need it if they already get the app or whatever. Oh, you're so fun. So then this is the book, Arate. Eh, there it is, fuzzy, whatever. Um, Arate is how you pronounce the word. Um, we'll talk about its density and hopefully its easy readability um, in a moment. But arate is the one word answer that the ancient Stoics and, and ancient Greek philosophers like Aristotle and Plato and Socrates would give to your question of how to live a good life. So the word directly translates as virtue or excellence, but it has a deeper meaning, something closer to being your best self moment to moment. To moment when you live with arte you close the gap between who you're capable of being and who you're actually being and if there's a gap between who you could have been in a moment and who you're actually being it's in that gap in which regret anxiety disillusionment depression more nuanced than that but in that gap in that moment is where we have that ick feeling and if we can close that gap there's no room for that and what you experience is what aristotle would call the summum bonum of life the greatest good, eudaimonia, which means good soul. And we translate that into English as happiness, but it means something closer to flourishing, which of course is Martin Seligman's, uh, one of his most recent books. So ancient wisdom and modern science agree in all ancient wisdom traditions, say the same thing in their own cultural you know, context, live with virtue, be your best self in service to something bigger than yourself. So arate is the one word summation of my life's work. Um, and, uh, again, what the ancient Greek and, and Roman Stoics would say is, is how to live a great life. And then the book is, it, it's, I had to decide what book I was going to write. And there were two main books I could write a normal 200 to 300 page kind of fluffy book in which I write, you know, long form chapters and all that stuff. But I asked my team, Hey, what ideas have I taught you that have most changed your life? And, and I've shared a lot of ideas, as you know. I mean, thousands and thousands of ideas from all the books that I've studied, literally. Um, and they each shared three, five, ten. My right-hand guy, Michael, who you know, shared like 50, 100 ideas. But none of them were the same. They all had different ideas. It was astonishing how little overlap there was. So anyway, I decided that I would create a book that would include the 451 most powerful ideas I've learned over the last 25 years. And 451 is significant because that's how many degrees Fahrenheit you need to have in order to start a fire. 
there's something called activation energy, where if you want to boil water, nothing happens at 100 degrees, 150 degrees, 200 degrees, or even 210 degrees. You have to get to 212 degrees. It's called activation energy. At that point, one thing becomes another thing. So I want to help you activate your heroic potential, which is the subtitle of the book. So to do that, we have 451 ideas, each of which is a page or two or three long. So the book is simultaneously, you know, it's thick. There's a thousand pages, but it's readable. You can pick it up, open it up anywhere. And I hope in a, in a page or two or three, get an idea that can help you either fundamentally make a difference or subtly um, get inspired and enthusiastic for life today. Um, you can read it from the first page to the end, or you can jump in and kind of jump around. Uh, but that's the basic idea of the book. It's the absolute best 451 ideas I've studied, ancient wisdom, modern science, and again, moving you from theory to practice to mastery today. That's the the overview of, of um, the book. Really excited about it and appreciate your support. Um, launches November 14th and um, we're excited about it. It's, uh, it's a terrific book. I, uh, I wonder though, is the goal for, for the average person, is it that we'll pick up 15 or 20 or 60 ideas that will help us or is it kind of, you, you got to, get them all and integrate them in some way. Uh, how, how yeah, change as a result of reading the book? Yeah, so the book has seven objectives. So everything I do is, is broken down in seven objectives. And this is what has been scientifically studied to work in the coach program and in the app, two separate studies and the corporate study I mentioned with you, same basic idea. So there's seven objectives that we can we can talk about, you know, now um, and, and walk through them. Um, but the thing that struck me the most, I, I've been blessed to receive um, some, some wonderful endorsements from people I really respect and admire, some of which, frankly, made me blush. I'm like, wow, OK. But the number one endorsement that I got was actually from a military officer who were blessed to serve, whose 11 year old son found the advanced reader copy of the book that we sent in the car during a soccer tournament. 11 years old, picked it up, stayed up late on Saturday night reading the first 100 pages. And it was one of those moments where, and I have goosebumps right now, it's hard to put into words how powerful that is for me. I have an 11-year-old son and a six-year-old daughter, and I actually start the book telling the story of me teaching these ideas to my son, who at the time was 11, uh, 10 years old. Because it's a complex idea. It's an ancient Greek word. No one knows how to pronounce. No one's ever seen, most, very few people have seen it. Or know what it is. So that was the hardest part of the book to write. Um, that and the acknowledgments, frankly, where I thank the people that helped me become who I am to be here today. But I, I used the story of me and my son out on a walk on our property to explain these ideas. And when that military officer told me about his son, it, it, it was very, very powerful for me because I'm most committed to training the next generation of heroes. And again, the parents, the grandparents, um, and to know that we've been able to connect in, in, a, in a weighty book, but he got in and he, he, he can read a page or two or three. And I write, as you know, in a very, um, to use your words, enthusiastic style where I try to make these things fun. There's no reason why stoicism and ancient philosophy or modern science, frankly, it shouldn't be so dry and sterile. These ancient philosophers weren't librarians of the mind. They weren't in an ivory tower. They were in the, in the world. They were living these ideas. Marcus Aurelius, the great emperor philosopher. Seneca was a billionaire in his era. 
you know, uh, was a playwright, was a very successful human being. Epictetus was a former slave. These are the great Stoics who taught that generation's leaders, but they all practiced their philosophy. And it was, it was, frankly, it wasn't cool as it could be, but it should be like, th this should be something that the next generation um, embraces. And it's a very important part of what we're trying to do to make these ideas approachable, palatable, practical, and and fun um, for not just us. I'm, I'm approaching my second half. Oh, I'm in my second half, almost certainly, but I'm turning 50 next year, you know? Um, so for our generation, for your generation, and for the next generation, um, to, to find something that that just speaks truth, you know, in a, in a fun, dynamic, empowering way. So if somebody is a parent of young children, or like I'm a grandparent of, of high school age kids, aside from giving them a copy of the book, uh, are there, is there an approach to parenting that leads in the direction that, that you know, gives enthusiasm for life and helping yep. people become the best version of themselves? Yes, uh, I love it. And again, there's a million ways to answer that question. But it's funny, because again, when I was when I was uh, getting ready to, to um, spend time with you, I was thinking of uh, a quote I memorized by Ralph Waldo Emerson. So I named my, uh, my wife and I named our son Emerson after Ralph Waldo Emerson. So I have a series of quotes that I repeat to myself, anytime I get up in the middle of the night, I kind of got this protocol of I, I, you know, quickly think about what may have gotten me up. And then I, I shift to kind of like quote prayer mantras and one of them is ralph waldo emerson um which we can talk about on the power of enthusiasm no great thing was ever created without enthusiasm um, but he also says that who you are speaks so loudly that i cannot hear what you say so rule number one for me of parenting is you need to live a life of joy meaning purpose enthusiasm I mean, it's my my biggest challenge and deepest commitment is to embody the ideals I hope my kids want to embody, you know, and, and I want to show up with a joy for life, with an enthusiasm, with the wisdom, the discipline, the love, the courage, the gratitude, the hope, the curiosity and the zest that I hope they show up in their lives with. So, you know, as always, who we are, our beingness is going to be the biggest lesson, you know, and uh, so doing the work. We tell our coaches, don't coach anybody else until you've coached yourself. Coach client number zero is how we put it. And so I'm excited about the book because I think it will help bring out the best in anyone who reads it and help us close the gap in who we know we could be and who we're actually being. And again, never perfectly, but more and more consistently. And be more energized and productive and connected and happy and healthy and flourishing and all those things, which again is always the most important. But then also have a book that can be read with your kids. That's 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 easy. It's approachable. We've already got a bunch of people saying, I'm reading this a, a chapter. Again, 451 micro chapters. Each is like two pages long. The book is about a thousand pages long. Each chapter is two pages long. All right, well, let's read it together and let's think about it and talk together about it as a family. We already have people doing that with the advanced reader copy, which is very humbling and inspiring. But again, rule number one for me of parenting is be that version of a human being that you want your kids to be carol dweck is my greatest inspiration personally so her books mindset and um self theories a kind of obscure book that preceded um mindset which we have philosopher's notes on those are my go-to's 
And I read those books um, when Emerson, my first uh, or 11 year old was um, born basically. And I have relentlessly practiced her growth mindset teachings. Practically speaking, as you know, um, and as most people listening to this probably know, you can be a fixed mindset person or a growth mindset person. A fixed mindset person thinks they have to have it all figured out now. So they're afraid of challenges and looking bad and all these things. When they fail, they think something's wrong with them. Whereas the growth mindset person knows that they're going to get good by making mistakes and by learning and challenging themselves, et cetera. So Dweck taught me something that I've done relentlessly. And I frankly, I'm, I'm very proud of how rarely I haven't done this. The main thing is, she says, don't ever reward talent, reward effort. So if your kid does something great, don't say you're so great at that. Say you must have worked so hard to be, to be good at that or to be able to do that. And the mundane example was, it struck me one day where we're at the park, he's like three years old, my son, you know, when kids are climbing up the wrong way on the slide, like, you know, when they get into that, right? Like they're, they're doing that. Three or four years old, and he climbed up this slide pretty quickly, you know, right up it. And the mom watching says, oh my God, he's amazing at climbing up the slide. Um, and her son wasn't as good at it. And it was kind of an implication of, wow, all right, he, he must have just always been good at that. And it was a mundane example. But the reality was, first of all, he took his socks off because the socks always used to make him slide back. And so he had a little hack there, but he would practiced a lot and he tried again and again and again. And I'd always celebrated, dude, you work so hard to get up there. And we always celebrated, well, you made a mistake. Our mistake's awesome. That's how you learn, huh? And how do you get anything? Oh, you practice. My kids will say that on demand and they never get tired of it. How do you get, how do you get good at anything? Practice. Anyway, it's getting long now, but be the change you want to see that Carol Dweck wisdom on growth mindset, you embracing your own challenges and modeling what it looks like to face challenges with grace and courage and confidence um, and all the other things. Well, Carol Dweck is certainly one of my heroes and uh, glad to see we share many things in common, including the admiration of her. Um, as you were talking though, it's, it was really interesting. I remember, uh, early, fairly early in my training, I, a psychologist was talking about, uh, you know, you don't, you don't reward trying, you know, like tell somebody, try to pick up this book. And if you put your hand on there and you don't pick it up, well, you're not picking, uh, you're not trying to pick it up. You're not picking it up. And if you pick it up, and okay, you picked it up. That's not trying. There's, the, the goal was to not encourage trying. And it's, amazing how much the world has changed. And I think that she has been a, a real major influencer mm -hmm. on this. Um, yeah. th this is, this is fantastic, but I got to ask you about my age group. Um, I, you know, one of my struggles is with the notion that a lot of people feel, okay, I reach a certain age, I retire, I don't have to do anything more. Um, and that's a recipe for decline. Um, you know, so I'm wondering, do you have some advice as to number one, is it ever too old to implement your your strategies? And um, any specific advice in, in uh, helping me talk to some of my peers? Yeah, well, again, you're such a beautiful, radiant exemplar, as we like to say, of what's possible. So the joy with which you show up, the playfulness and the enthusiasm, uh, you know, the science of self-confidence is uh, 
by Albert Bandura, who I know you must love as much as I do as well, that, you know, rule number one of, or, or principle number one of knowing you can do something is, well, someone else has done it. If someone else has done it, they've demonstrated the fact that here's Ron showing up with enthusiasm. Like, well, what's Ron doing? You know, and then your own past successes is another big thing. And then having coaches inspire you and then carrying yourself like someone who is achieving the things that you want. But clearly, obviously, the answer is, of course, you can do um, whatever you want within the constraints of your reality. And of course, you know, me at 49 is different than me at, at 29. But I'll tell you what, I'm now healthier now today than I was at 29, literally, unequivocally, psychologically, emotionally. And physically, really, I mean, I did not know these things that I know now that have become just part of who I am. Now, my big thing in all of my work, as you know, is to build your enthusiasm, to build your zest, you need to build your energy. So if you want to feel good when you wake up in the morning and feel a zest for life, you need to focus on a number of things, of course. But I focus on the fundamentals. So I'm a UCLA guy, John Wooden, greatest coach in history. He would teach his players, basketball players, how to put on their socks. The basic fundamentals. So I'm all about the basic fundamentals. You want your mind right. You want to make sure that you're doing what you need to do. So you're, you know, preventing or avoiding Alzheimer's or, you know, cancer, all these other chronic diseases that are facing all of us, especially those on the, you know, um, further along on the journey, if you will. You better really be paying attention to your eating, your moving, your sleeping. They are the three that we really focus on. Your nutrition matters. Your gut produces more serotonin than your brain. 80 to 85 to 90% of your body's serotonin, the feel-good hormone, to simplify it, is produced in your gut. If you're drinking sugar, if you're eating too many refined and processed foods, you're deteriorating your brain, your sense of energy, et cetera. These things matter. We can talk about that more. Movement matters for all of us, especially those of us um, who are committed to feeling great. We've got a rainstorm right now providing some acoustical background sound, perhaps. And then our sleep. Sleep's the most important. So I treat sleep like it's a sport. When I experienced my own psychological challenges, and there was a point in my life 25 years ago where I was thinking about ending my own life. I know what it feels like to be in the depths of despair. And the thing, and I know what it feels like to feel what I feel now, bulletproof from them. I still have highs and lows because I'm human, but I, that's not a, a risk for me anymore. But the reason it isn't is because I dominate my fundamentals, eating, moving, sleeping. And these are basic things that when done consistently, our energy goes up. The same study I mentioned to you um, with the Heroic app and the coaching, the Heroic app is designed to help you get clarity on these things that you do when you're at your best and you don't do when you're at your best. And then we set up targets for you to hit based on Aristotle's idea that happy people are teleological. A telos is a target. Anyway, if you hit one target in the heroic out a day, meaning you said you were going to meditate or move your body or, or eat a certain way and you do it, you go from the control group, which had no change, to 23% more energized in 30 days by simply identifying one thing that you could do and doing it. So that'd be my practical advice right now for anyone listening who wants to actually do something with this nice conversation is, think of the one thing you know you could be doing in your life that you're not currently doing, that if you did it more consistently, would most positively increase your enthusiasm and joy for life. And then perhaps more importantly, think about the one thing you could stop doing. 
it's the kryptonite, as we like to say. Too much drinking, too much this, too much that. We all have our kryptonites, but we want to pay attention to them. And the fastest way to change your life is paradoxically to stop doing things that are, are you know, depleting or destroying your energy. But to go back to your question, um, of course, we all can change. And Seth Godin, another one of my favorite thinkers, says, it's unfortunate that we've waited so long for many of us, myself included, to start doing these things. But it's unforgivable to wait any longer. So I don't, who cares where you're at? You're at where you're at. Radically accepted. Well, all right, cool. Let's extend how long we have on this planet. And all of our time is finite. And then let's get the most out of it we can by doing the little things that we know fill us up so we can give ourselves fully to, in your case, your grandkids and the next phase of your purpose, doing the work you're doing with us right now. Um, but those are some thoughts. Oh, you know, it's amazing how many people who are in this game go into uh, have some of the same principles that I call my non-negotiable four of healthy eating owning your body through exercise, sleep, and meditation, staying socially connected and keeping the brain active. And uh, it's, uh, I mean, I, I know from your reading that that you know about the work of Peter uh, Atia and Walter Bortz and all the people, Dan Buettner and others who have, um, David Sinclair, others who basically project that uh, the average human lifespan will be a hundred or more, which is if people retire at a normal retirement age, it's a long time to spend declining and being taken care of, as opposed to being vital for the as long as you can. And yeah. uh, you know, so this is wonderful advice. Um, as you know, uh, I could talk about this stuff with you indefinitely. And uh, I don't know if I'll ever get a chance, but I'm going to try and get a chance to get you back and break into your schedule sometime. But let's talk about some practical things like how can people find you? How can they find about, uh, you know, the, the stuff you produce? Most importantly, these days, where can they get the book and so on? Well, bless you. And I would love to come back um, and uh, go deeper into any and all ideas. Super fun. Um, so for the Heroic app in the iOS and Android app stores to search Heroic training platform, you can go to heroic.us if you wanted to go to the web first and check out what we're doing. Um, and then with the book, you know, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, independent bookstore, wherever you buy books, Arete, um, again, A-R-E-T-E, -E, um, or you can go to heroic.us slash book. Um, we've got some other, you know, fun little bonus stuff you can get if you if you get a book and then let us know. We can um, share some more stuff. You can also get a, an audiobook sample um, and the first 11 chapters in an ebook. Um, the foreword is written by Phil Stutz, who, uh, you know, 75 year old. He's my spiritual father. Uh, he's featured in the Netflix documentary Stutz. So he wrote the foreword. Just a beautiful guy. You remind me of him and, you know, coming through his era, you know, and challenging a lot of the norms of that era's therapeutic model, you know, and pushing the boundaries of what's really possible from the trying versus, no, no, we got to, of course we got to try. That's how you get good. But anyway, he wrote the forward. Um, you can read that at heroic.us slash book along with those first chapters. Um, I just appreciate you. I appreciate your support. 
um, you modeling um, the very things that you're aspiring to teach um, is really inspiring for me. So bless you and thank you for all your support. Well, it's been really great talking with you. Uh, I do have to say, if you, for people who get the book, uh, there's such an impressive list of endorsers. You know, if you know anything about positive psychology and Tal Benchar and Sonia Bermersky and just uh, along with lots of other people that, uh, I mean, it just, you're, you're impressed before you start reading the book. Uh, and I know uh, both from your pre-orders and once it get out gets out there that hopefully a big part of the world is going to be reading it because it's got such great advice. And as I said, it's it's easy considering how many pages it is. It's it's easy. Both you write easily and and the end of a chapter is always in sight and you come out with something that's actionable and you can do it. So. Uh, again, I, I hope we'll have other conversations, but I really, really, really have enjoyed this. Appreciate the time and looking forward to seeing you more on uh, and all the stuff that you're you're developing and contributing to the world. Oh, Ron, I appreciate you again so much. And uh, yeah, I, I can't look, let's make it happen. So you just let us know when the next time is we get to chat. I can't wait to go deeper. I love your frame. Just that, you know, the old school uh, positive psychologist with a vision to support your generation, my generation, the next generation, um, important fun, you know, and it, it's been a, uh, a joy to scratch the surface of all the things we could talk about. So again, thank you. Bless you. As we like to say, it's day one. We're all in. Let's go. Great. And uh, while I wish it would go longer, this does bring to an end another episode of Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This has been a truly special episode with Brian Johnson. Everybody owes it to themselves to, to connect with the various things that, that Brian is producing, including uh, his newest book, Aria K. I, I got it wrong again, but uh, A R E T E with a slash over it, or uh, it, it'll be great. Um, and in the meantime, I hope that you'll all download the episode, re listen to it, tell your friends about it, tell your friends about Brian and all the stuff that he's doing. Uh, rate and review the episode and be back next year when next year next week when we try and meet the challenge of having somebody uh for you that's going to be brian's equal or close to it anyway till then everybody stay positive and stay safe it's dr ron kaiser signing off we'll see you next time <laughs>